0: Everything sucks season one episode seven
1: cheesecake to a fat man
0: Welcome back to your unofficial Everything Sucks podcast, where we walk through each episode of the great show, Everything Sucks. And today Mm -hmm. we are doing which episode?
1: Episode 7, Cheesecake to a Fat Man.
0: Mm -hmm. And I am Ken Mills, one of your hosts here today, and as usual, I'm joined by... Julia! That's right, Julia.
1: God, it feels so good to be back.
0: It does, it feels great. Good to be watching one of our favorite shows, which has yet to be renewed, and and I know that we are still holding out hopes here, right? Mm Mm-hmm. We want this show to come back. It's such a good show, and we think that Netflix is doing a disservice to its audience and to great television everywhere. 100%. And Julia, we have a new announcement for everybody. Pretty good. We have moved. That's right. The Everything Sucks podcast has moved into its own place. You can find us now at www.everythingsuckspodcast.blogspot.com. That's right, www.everythingsuckspodcast.blogspot.com. We also have a new Twitter page. That's right. You can find us at ESpoppodcast. espopodcast. Or you can also still find us on Popstaff Tweets and at P. Kennedy Updates. But that's some big news, so very cool. The the podcast has moved into its own feed. You can get us on iTunes or wherever finer podcasts are heard. You can just look for Everything Sucks Podcast. You'll find us. Yep. So without further ado or further ado, let's jump into Season <laughs> 1, Episode 7, Cheesecake to a fat man.
1: Yes, indeed.
0: Scene one. We see the gang on set filming with chroma key. Mm -hmm. Something is wrong. Do you know what chroma key is?
1: I'm assuming it's just the technology that predates green screen. Modern green screen.
0: Yeah, yeah. It it was the precursor of modern day green screen. Mm hmm. Uh, something is wrong. The, the blue makeup is not working against the blue screen. Everyone <laughs> on set is nervous to say the least, right? I knew
1: exactly why. <laughs> as a kid, I always used to like to pretend to be a weather lady.
0: Mm-hmm. So
1: we would turn on the weather channel and I would pretend to be a weather lady with our remote control and I would pretend to talk about the weather just as the weather people were doing it on screen. And we learned in school that weather people cannot show up to the weather channel wearing blue, otherwise they'll look like they're a part of the ocean and you'll only be able to see their heads
0: right, or you'll see the maps behind them, mm-hmm. it. yeah. just the floating head and hand Yep. you know, the entire time you were talking about being a weather person I was hearing Natalie Merchant's and 10,000 Maniac song about the weather in my head <laughs> <laughs> It's true.
1: I had my own weather name, too, and... What was it? Unbeknownst to me, my weather name had a bad word in it. What was it? But when I was little, I used to call myself Marcha Bichabina, the weather lady.
0: Marcha Bichabina. Yep. (laughs) And now with the weather, Marcha Bichabina.
1: Yep, pretty much.
0: Or you could have Scott Pocket on the news team.
1: (laughs) And Jessica Betts. Yes. Yeah.
0: I could just – he'd say something really nasty to you. He'd be like – Mar- and now with the weather, March – what is it?
1: Marcha Bichabina.
0: March Bichabina. And now with the weather, Marcha Bichabina to tell us if there's anything moist in the area. Oh, Like that's the Lord. kind of stupid thing he'd say. You know what I mean? He
1: so would.
0: Yeah, that's – so Scott. So he'd Scott. Proba-
1: he'd probably crack a joke at the fact that my name has bitch in it.
0: <laughs> he would. He would. Yep. <laughs> so everyone's upset. The chroma key thing is not working. Heads are disappearing.
1: Yeah. It does look kind of cool, though. Yeah. The just, effects.
0: Just, Yeah, it's kind of weird. And, of course, we see Dominguez Rocks and their faces up against a photo of Dominguez Rocks because you see their clothing, but you don't see their heads or anything mm-hmm. blue, which they have blue makeup on and everything. Yep. So it's it's definitely a problem, and Luke is freaking out and not having it. And we open up with Oliver delivering a line about the cheesemakers of Earth. Victorious cheesemongers of Earth shall rue the day they provoke the mighty Blorg. Mm-hmm. Zarginda, my love, <laughs> what say you of your studly betrothed? <laughs> she says, I say you're more god than gloptonite, right?
1: Mm-hmm. Ugh. And then they have a passionate kiss.
0: Oh, a big, big old honking kiss. He.
1: It's pretty slobbery.
0: Yeah, he throws her over and there's a lot of blue paint all over the place. <laughs> cut, 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 Luke screams. And Oliver goes, my God, what's the problem? And Luke says the problem is that the blue screen combined with the blue on your faces makes your head disappear. So you couldn't see my head. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> emmeline asks you couldn't see my face and luke says is your face part of your head
2: <laughs> yeah
0: so fix it fix it wow i hadn't thought of that that's a brilliant idea no shit fix it at which point stargrove seeing all the tension leans into tyler's ear and says who crapped in his captain crunch <laughs> so tyler says i'm that all
1: he and kate broke up sensitive subject
0: So we see Stargrove has a pretty good relationship with these kids. He puts up with their crap.
2: Mm Mm-hmm.
0: You know, he seems to enjoy his job as much as he complains about it. Yeah. And at which point Stargrove says that we need to shoot this at the actual Dominguez Rocks.
1: Which is foreshadowing to the scene that is included in the opening credits of our podcast.
0: Yep. Stargrove says that that's not going to happen unless you convince Messner to fund a field trip, which you can't, and he won't. Luke groans, and Oliver tries to lecture Luke, rightfully so, on being professional. Oliver says, hey dude, I left my baggage at the door. Do the same. You need to chill. Me? Chill?
1: Okay, I'll chill. I'll let you look like an ass and in a completely shitty movie.
0: Yeah, so he just takes it to a completely different level. Now Luke is disrespecting everyone on set pretty much.
1: And Oliver just goes, well, in case you forgot, you're the director, all right?
0: And, and he says, so stop wasting my time and figure it out. My face needs to go on the screen. <laughs> and then... Poor Tyler.
1: Yeah. He has the brilliant idea of putting green makeup on their faces. If only he would have suggested to put green stuff behind them. Mm-hmm. Would that have worked?
0: I don't know if it would have worked then on this particular chroma key machine. I don't know. I don't know. I'm not that technically... Me neither. As far as 1990 technology for Chroma Key.
1: I guess we could say, though, that Tyler was ahead of his time.
0: Yes, he was. He was. (laughs) At this point, Luke completely freaks out on Tyler, and I feel treated his friend like crap. Yeah. Luke says, are they aliens or are they freaking mood rings? Because up till now we've shot them... With blue makeup on and now you want to change it to green. And he just really dresses down Tyler and makes him feel about two inches tall.
1: hmm Definitely. You can see it on his face.
0: mm uh-huh. Tyler's been putting up with a lot of this from Luke mm-hmm. throughout the show.
1: Yeah.
0: And it's been friendly up till this point in many ways, right? It's the kind of thing that a buddy can say to a buddy, but this time just not cool. Tyler feels like crap. Luke storms away. Just at this point, McQuaid approaches Kate Mester and says, I just want you to know, this is all your fault. Yeah. And he storms off.
1: Which is not a right thing to say, because it's not her fault.
0: But we love
1: Kate because she does try to make it up to everyone.
0: Mm -hmm. But that's, that's McQuaid being McQuaid, right? Yeah. In this episode, every character is stepping out of their comfort zone. Every every character is stepping out of their comfort level.
1: 100%. Yeah,
0: that's that's like a theme to this entire episode. So, McQuaid storms off. Leslie looks up at Tyler because she feels bad. And we see something really sweet happen. Both Oliver and Emmeline approach Tyler and they hug him. Yeah. And it's, it's sad that Tyler's friend, Luke is not able to see how much Tyler needs something like this, but Oliver and Emmeline can. But they're artists. They're more sensitive. So mm-hmm. roll the main title credits. Everything sucks.
1: Which is shown in net brows. Yeah. Talk about a throwback.
0: <laughs> With the calculator in the corner. Scene two, Tyler and McQuaid are packing up cords and equipment.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: And then they get into a discussion if they've ever seen him rage like that. Tyler says, I guess not. McQuaid says, you guess not? If you said Candyman in the mirror five times, Luke would show up.
1: (laughs) And Tyler starts laughing, yeah, with a hook hand.
0: Of course with a hook hand. At which point Oliver and Emmeline approach Tyler and McQuaid with the most unlikely request that I would have ever imagined that they would come to Tyler and McQuaid for
1: why would you ask Tyler and McQuaid this question? They're Tyler and McQuaid. How would they know?
0: I have no idea. But Oliver says, dudes, you guys wouldn't have to know where I could score some drugs?
1: And then Tyler's just like, drugs?
0: Yeah. And Oliver says that because if I don't get high right now, I'm going to lose my shit. At which point McQuaid says, if you're asking us, you must already be high.
1: And so then, of course, Emmeline says, I told you, they're dweebs, let's go. Which, I mean, I wouldn't necessarily call them dweebs, but she is correct that they're exactly the wrong people to ask.
0: Right. You know, I never really mind being called a dweeb or a geek or a nerd, because I wear those badges with with pride. Proudly. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, I wear them proudly. So, it's, I don't really look at it as a bad thing, even though jocks might have
1: But, you know, at the same time, I feel like Tyler would take that to heart a little bit, even if he doesn't totally
0: show it. And Tyler squeaks and says, wait, I might have an idea. Scene three. This is one of my favorite moments of the entire show.
1: Yes. While we're listening to Breakfast at Tiffany's by Deep Blue Something, which is one of my favorite songs. I actually own that whole album.
0: I do, too. It's great. We see Ken Messner show off his mad dance skills. Oh, I love this scene. Yeah, me too. And this is probably the best way to put groceries away. Definitely. It makes the job go easier.
1: For sure. It also makes dishwashing go by faster.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so, as the the lyrics to Breakfast at Tiffany play in the background, which it's important to note what's going on. Yep. Uh, we see Ken Messner juggling bread, putting things away, various dance moves, running man. Yeah, just...
1: He's in his element here.
0: Yeah. But could you imagine he pulls up and the guy gets out of the car and he's already in rock video mode, right? Yeah. It seriously had to look very bizarre to everyone around him. So Mm
1: -hmm.
0: after we see the montage of Ken dancing with the groceries...
1: The camera cuts
0: to Kate. And it pans to Kate, who is laying on her bed, staring at her walls.
1: Can I just say that I love this scene, like, a lot? And a lot of the fans love this scene, too. This entire, what she's about to do next is so gorgeous. And it's so, it lets you see what's going on inside of her head.
0: Uh And it also is another place where, if you're not paying attention... The use of music by the producers of the show, by the directors and the writing staff, it's amazing. Because we take this song that has all this joy with Ken, and as it cuts to Kate laying on her bed, we hear these words, I see you, the only ones who knew me, I guess I was wrong. Mm -hmm. As she looks up at the pinups of the boys on her wall, and she tears the posters and pinups down, as she lays a cork, a lighter, and a safety pin on her dresser and looks into her reflection. Yep. It's just a brilliant use of the music. One segment with Ken is all happy and full of joy. But then we use the same song to point out Kate questioning her life. Yep. Amazing.
1: Mm-hmm. I feel bad that she did my boy Ryder Strong dirty like that. But, you know, that's neither here nor there.
0: Right. It's just paper, man. Yeah. Scene four. Tyler McQuaid and Oliver and Emmeline are at the school library computer enjoying high-speed dial-up. Ah, the joys of that. Remember the commercials for, you can get high-speed dial-up. We're faster than anyone else. And, yeah. A lot of people that are listening to this may have never experienced dial-up.
1: I have experienced dial-up, but not many commercials for it. I actually experienced dial-up way, way, way late into the 2000s When I went to go get my haircut at the at the salon that's near the grocery store near my house mm-hmm. They still use dial-up for their checkout purposes Really? So like the whole noise and everything, yeah
0: Wow Yep So we hear this sound, it takes a second What are you, a hacker or something? It's just the net, no big deal Wait for it, wait for it <laughs>
1: Speaking of which, this is the scene that was in the trailer. I love how they edited that.
0: Yeah, me too. It was great. Tyler and McQuaid are surfing around the internet, trying to find things you can get high with. Mhm. They check out cough medicine, rubber cement. You could die from that. Aerosol spray, you could die from that. And they stumble upon nutmeg. Mm-hmm. Nutmeg, that shit you put in eggnog? Yep. Users who ingest an approximate dose of at least 37 tablespoons may experience hallucinogenic effects. Yep. Tyler McQuaid nervously look at one another as Emmeline gets a chant going of, Nutmeg, 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 nutmeg. Yeah. I just want to go on record that you, nor I, nor anyone with this show, or, 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 or anyone involved with this show, is saying you should do anything like this with nutmeg. Use nutmeg in its proper uh, setting. Use
1: right? nutmeg responsibly.
0: That's right, because there are <laughs> side effects, and we'll talk about that later in the episode. Yeah. So we cut from Emmeline and the gang chanting nutmeg to scene five, humming once again, Ken Messner is making a sandwich with the aforementioned groceries, mm-hmm. and he's still playing the rock video in his head. Yeah. He's still in that place. Yep. Probably listening to Breakfast at Tiffany's for like the the 19th time that day. Definitely. The rock video in Ken Messner's mind is interrupted by Kate's Scream. Mm Mm-hmm. He bounds up the steps.
1: Can we talk about how fast he runs up,
0: though? Oh, he does. What a
1: caring father.
0: Yeah, he's like the Flash.
1: Kate is incredibly lucky to have him. Uh Mm-hmm which is why I wonder what's going to happen in come on Netflix make this a season 2 but this is why I I wonder what's going to happen in season 2 in regards to like Kate and her sexuality
0: Well, I think we get some ideas on this in this episode actually
1: I do too, but I just I just wonder
0: You want to see it?
1: Yeah, I want to see it, and I want to see whether her father is going to be accepting right away, or whether it's going to take him some time.
0: Because in the interview we did with Dera, you know, he said that he feels that the audience needs to see that.
1: A oh, 100%, yes. And
0: they, they also said that they didn't want to ruin that moment, and they wanted to make it special, so... Yeah. Even more of a reason for net. So Kate screams, he bounds up the steps and says... God, sweetie, what happened? Dad, I'm okay. You're bleeding. Kate confesses that she tried to pierce her nose,
1: Mm -hmm.
0: which shocks him.
1: He just says, why?
0: Exactly. Well, why would you mess up a perfectly good nose? See, I feel the same way about getting a nose ring as I do jumping out of an airplane. If the airplane's flying and it's going to land, there's no reason to jump out of it. (laughs) But that's me. That's me. He kind of freaks out and is questioning why she wants a jewel or a stud in her nose. And she says, whatever. And he says, let me look at it. Kate gets frustrated, says, Dad. He says, let me look. Is it horrible? What did you pierce it with? A a safety pin. A safety pin? That could get infected, Kate.
1: Dad, I held it over a flame. I'm not a moron.
0: I'm getting the first aid kit, he says. Mm -hmm. But first he looks around the room and says, where's JTT?
1: He's very perceptive.
0: Yeah. Well, once he ascertained that she's not bleeding to death.
1: Yeah, but like I'm what I'm saying is that like in addition to like how she's doing physically, he's very perceptive to other changes that are going on in her life that other people might not be aware of. Like he he notices the change in the room, which I think is um a testament to his character. And a testament to how much he cares and how much he's really invested in his kid.
0: Very much so. Scene six, we see Tyler McQuaid, Oliver, and Emmeline in the woods.
1: Yeah. Getting high with Nutmeg, the precursor to the cinnamon challenge.
0: (laughs) Why are we in the woods? God, you're such an amateur, man. What is Nutmeg anyway? No one knows. Who wants to go first? McQuaid says, I'm not getting involved. And he explains that he could be there tethered to reality. Every journey needs a Sherpa. So McQuaid's not going on the trip. He's going to be the one that grounds the uh, team of nutmeg consumers. Yes. Oliver says, you're lost, and screams, let's get enlightened, as he laughs.
1: I wonder what they used as far as a prop goes during this scene. Because I don't think they actually did spoonful of nutmeg.
0: Right. Well, you you could do a spoonful of nutmeg and have no problems. I mean, you have to do thirty seven of them.
1: I mean, yeah, that's true.
0: Yeah, and we're gonna talk about that later. So.
1: I'm just saying, I don't think it would have tasted.
0: Oh God, good. no, no. I, I I wonder what it was. I wonder if it's cocoa powder or pudding. Yeah, or something. that's
1: my thing. They had they had to have changed it so the so the so the actors could do the scene easily.
0: Yeah. I would want it to be like uh, Nestle's Quick or something.
1: Nesquick.
0: Because that would work, right?
1: That would definitely work.
0: So is that what all the hip kids are calling it, Nesquick?
1: Well, that's what it's called. That's the name of the product. Wait a
0: second. They changed the name of the product. It used to be Nestle's Quick. It was like two words.
1: It's always been Nesquick.
0: Wow. I am old, and I shows you how long it's been since I've bought any of that stuff, right?
1: It's always been Nesquik. When my sister was a kid, she used to drink Nesquik all the time, and that's what it was called.
0: Well, we're going to have to look into when that happened. Because when I was a kid, it was Nestle's quick.
1: Mandela effect. Oh,
0: Scene seven. (laughs) Ken Messner is humming as he uses hydrogen peroxide, and he's humming Breakfast at Tiffany's yet once again.
1: It was Nestle's Quick. Sorry, I just looked it up.
0: <laughs> Mandela affect my Heine. So Nestle's
1: quick and then it changed to Nestle Quick and then it changed to Nesquick.
0: I'm so out of you know I'm so out of it.
1: So that was that was the progression of brand names.
0: See this show is uh, informational about stupid stuff and it's it's good to know. <laughs> For sure. <laughs> So Ken is humming and slips out that we've got nothing in common. And Kate says, what's going on with you? Right. Ken Messner says, me? I'm not the one who just mutilated myself for fun.
1: Speaking of everything sucks and the time period that it happens in, the brand name for Nest, for Nestle's Quick changed to Nesquik in 1999.
0: Oh, so, just a few years away from it being Nesquik.
1: Yes. Now you know.
0: Yeah. So, Kate says, seemingly with almost disgust and concern, You seem happy. Ken says, I'm always happy. Yeah, but you seem happy for real. Well, that's because I am. You can see it
1: on his face, though. Like, even if he. Like, when, when, when he puts away the cotton round and he's looking down to the first aid supplies, you can see it on his face. The acting is just incredible here.
0: Yep. Kate says cool. Why? He says because I met someone.
1: Mm-hmm. Like
0: like a girl someone? Yeah. Who is she? Oh no. Now I I I can't tell you. What? Why not? I I just can't. Is she married? What no, of course not. Do I know her? Is she a teacher? Sweetie, I can't. I'm sorry, I can't. Ken Messner says, out of respect for her, she would prefer that we not talk about it with anyone. So I'll tell you as soon as she gives me the okay. Kate asks, does she like you back? Yeah, I think she does. I don't get it, though. I mean, if you like each other, why won't she let you talk about it? Isn't that kind of weird? No, it's complex, sweetie. Mm -hmm. You know, most adult relationships are all done. Mr. Messner exhales, Do I have to wear this, Dad, until it scabs? (laughs) And and what's, what's her face look like at this point?
1: She has a cotton ball on her face, and it's lots of tape. It covers like half of her nose, and the strip of tape is very long.
0: It's almost like he could have made a Phantom of the Opera mask out of it. Pretty much. Yeah. Sing for me, Christine! (laughs) Do I have to wear this, Dad? Just until it scabs over. It shouldn't take too long. Or maybe we could try putting a jewel in it now. Really? I guess. I mean, the damage is done. You already made the hole. Yeah. And I guess they're off to the mall, right?
1: Yep. Yep was Claire's was Claire's around at this particular moment in time
0: you're you're asking me, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I wouldn't know Claire's from you know
1: because I'm assuming that's where they would go because yeah. Claire's has been the place in the mall that has been giving people piercings for years.
0: Mm-hmm. Nice little ad for Claire's, so there you go. I love this scene. It seems that both the father and the daughter are on journeys to find happier versions of themselves. Yeah. What do you think of Ken accepting her getting a nose ring? What does it say?
1: I think it says, I will love you unconditionally, and I support the decisions you make.
0: I think he's aware that his daughter is going through changes, and I think at Mm -hmm. first he might have thought that it was just due to regular old-fashioned puberty, right? Yeah. Growing up, being a teenager. But there's a little bit more going on here, as we'll find out. Mm-hmm. But I think that this is a peek into how accepting he would be on any of the decisions along Kate's journey. Yeah. Season 2. Scene 8. Tyler McQuaid, Oliver, and Emmeline. Mm-hmm. Does anyone feel anything? <laughs> McQuaid says...
1: As I suspected, you've all been boned by the World Wide
0: Web. Why would someone put that on the net if it wasn't true? It has to work. It's going to yeah. work. I mean, I mean, totally. Like, we should just eat more. Yeah, genius idea. At which point we get McQuaid and Emmeline trading flirting smiles. Yeah. McQuaid is kind of uncomfortable, but we find out one sad, tragic thing. McQuaid has zero game. Zero. Like, 0.0. It could be in the minus category, actually. It may be less than zero. Yeah. But he's enjoying it because Emmeline is awesome. Mm Mm-hmm. Scene 9. We see Luke taking the sheets off of his bed and throwing it into the washer as a video of his father plays in the room. Luke, I am your father. As we see Luke putting blue makeup on his face. Yeah. And we hear Leroy, Luke's father, talking about the frustration of filming weddings. And how.
1: And he puts up the green screen.
0: Yeah. Scene 10. The Messners are looking into the mirror to see the bejeweled nose of Kate Messner. Well, there it is. Are you happy? It's great. You think Luke's going to like it? You guys still having a good time? She says, I guess... You hungry? I'm good. You know, Kate, if you ever just want to hang out, if you need anything, I'm always here, sweetie. Thanks, Dad. Mr. Messner exhales as the door closes, and and he sighs. Kate looks at her new face, so. Yes. Scene 11. Tyler McQuaid, Oliver, and Annaline. Epic! Can you feel it? Oh, the good, gracious glory of an ever-expanding mind. Oh, my God. So Oliver is high on nutmeg. Yep. Nobody else seems to be. And Tyler and Oliver go off on their own adventure. Mm-hmm. And McQuaid and Emmeline trade flirting lines. Yes. Emmeline confesses that she doesn't feel squat. McQuaid suggests that next time you should try cinnamon. They joke, cumin, oregano, paprika, garlic powder, grody. Yep. Which point we shift over to Oliver and Tyler. Oliver confesses his love of monologues.
1: I love this part.
0: Yeah. Oliver says monologues are to an actor what cheesecake is to a fat man.
1: They are delicious. They are nutritious. They are absolutely necessary.
0: (laughs) And this is where we get the name of the episode, Cheesecake to a Fat Man.
1: You know what? We need to give Blorg more monologues.
0: How many more?
1: Seven. Seven monologues. Distinct monologues. Uh, Perhaps one about his childhood. And how his family never understood him and still doesn't. Or maybe another about his first love. And maybe one about the death of his father.
0: He looks at Tyler and says...
1: Monologues, when spoken by a great actor, is like... It's like, it's like, oh yeah, cheesecake to a fat guy.
0: Tyler squeaks out. Yes, exactly. You get it. Okay, you get it. At which point, Tyler says, You're a great
1: actor, Oliver, and the world needs to see your greatness.
0: The world needs to see my greatness, (laughs) screams Oliver. And uh, so it's a a great bonding moment between the two of them. I love their friendship. Yep. Oliver says, you know me so well, it's like you're in my head, like a tick or a wing. Follow me, my loyal aide-de-camp. Let's go, as they charge off to Nutmeg High Adventures. Mm -hmm. We cut back to scene 12, McQuaid and Emmeline walking through the woods. Yes. McQuaid asks her, are you still feeling nothing? Emmeline says, Zippo. But as long as Oliver is having fun, his fun is more important than my fun. You have to be selfless when you're in a mature relationship like ours, right? I mean, you could almost say that his fun is my fun. Like, we're one, you know. It's like we're connected. Mm -hmm. McQuaid says, okay, are you sure that nutmeg isn't working yet? Now, before we move on, I want to talk a little bit about this. Yes. I feel that's a bad way of looking at things. It's a romantic way of looking at things, but I feel it's a bad way in the long term to look at Definitely. Things. Because I think people think that getting in an, involved in a relationship fixes every problem that they'll ever have.
1: Which is not the case.
0: Right. All it does is kind of put off the problems, right? It's a temporary yeah. band-aid to someone's head being chopped off. Mm-hmm. What Emmeline is saying is dangerous because while you should care about the people that are that, that you are in relationships with, you deserve to have as much... Love and support and growth and fun as they do, yeah, and it's it's not that you want to discount someone else's feelings. Don't think I'm saying that, but once you do that, then you start keeping track of all the times that the person didn't take care of your fun. you're basically she's saying, "I'm going to have my fun by living through Oliver's life." Yeah, that's dangerous. it is That's not smart. I don't care how much you love someone. You've got to be you. And I've got to be me. So, (laughs) you know, everybody's got to find themselves. And then if you find somebody along your journey, you you share your life with them. But it's still your life, right? So.
1: Yeah. Solid advice.
0: Yeah. As someone who's been through the ringer. Yes.
1: You definitely know way more than I do.
0: Learn from my foolishness, kids. So anyway. So, <laughs> uh, so we 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 see Emmeline taking steps to talk to somebody outside of Oliver's world, and this is nice. Yes. And we see McQuaid actually wanting to interact with a girl, and he he's probably always wanted to. Yeah. But he's always found a way to sabotage her, right?
1: Mm-hmm. And. Or he's just been too dang nervous.
0: Yeah, because he has, as we discussed, zero game. <laughs> Emmeline asks McQuaid, how come you never smile? He says, I, I I, smile. I smile often. I'm a degenerate smiler of smiles. Emmeline chuckles and says, okay, wait. That is, that is not so a smile.
1: He proceeds to try and smile, and he smiles essentially like the Joker.
0: Yeah, he looks really creepy, at, at which point Emmeline says...
1: That is a creep face.
0: <laughs> McQuaid confesses that, alas, I suffer from creep face. Emmeline says, you're such a weird freshman, McQuaid. At which point McQuaid says, but it's true. All of the McQuaid men have creep face dating back hundreds of years to when the Cossacks were chasing us. Emmeline notices that you don't laugh either. McQuaid says, laughter's not the only way to show that something is funny. Is that a fact? Sure. Do something funny. I'll react without laughter. At which point we have a pivotal moment. Emmeline does a pig snort. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and she picks up a pine cone and says...
1: You can't just do something funny. And then she picks up the pine cone and she says... Hello? Pine Cone and Company? Mr. McQuaid. He's right here. Please hold. It's for you.
0: <laughs> she asks if that was funny. He chuckles. At which point, Tyler comes up and says, "Guys, um, uh, we got a problem."
1: Can we talk about Can we talk about McQuaid's face right before that happens, though? Like he's elated. This is his first his first major interaction with the girl, and it went really, really well.
0: And that says something about the girl and something about him. Yes. How bad is it that I want to ship these two? Hmm. I know it would never happen. I'm just saying I would just love to see a world where they got together at some point. For dweebs everywhere, right?
1: Yeah. (laughs) But, like, here's the thing is that – I mean, and I know – I guess we shouldn't be speculating about somebody's sexuality. Uh But, like, Emmeline's feelings towards Oliver, no matter how toxic they are, they're very real. Uh-huh. So I suspect that if we get further seasons later down the road, Emmeline might come out as bisexual.
0: Possibly. Or she just could be in love with who she's in love with because that's another thing, right? Right. And, and I'm not speaking out against either of those. It's just like no. I, I don't get to define someone else's thing, right?
1: Right. I'm just saying that we would definitely see a moment of – we would definitely see moments of Emmeline having her own awakening too.
0: And that's what I feel one of the biggest things, and we'll talk about this in future episodes, I would love to see her develop as a person.
1: Definitely. And I want to I meet her family.
0: Yeah, because, like I said, in this show, we, in this episode, we see everybody taking chances. Mm-hmm. It's just sad because I'd like to see further journeys with these characters. So Oliver says, guys, we've got a problem. Scene 13, Tyler McQuaid, Oliver, and Emmeline. The gang run over to Oliver as Tyler points to Oliver, and what do we see?
1: Oliver is stuck up in the tree. mm uh-huh. <laughs> And he proceeds to deliver his own monologue of greatness.
0: Yeah, the world can see me from up here and see my greatness. Do you hear that boring? I don't need you. Mm-hmm. They say, all right, come down. And he screams, I am cheesecake to a fat man. At which Tyler laughs. Emmeline says, what did he say? Tyler says it's a long story. At which point McQuaid says, You should come down. Never mix
1: heights with drugs.
0: Yeah, perhaps you're right. I can be lofty without being soft. Just be careful. I am the nutmeg king.
1: I can do anything. <laughs> and then he looks down and he's like,
0: Crap. Yep. Emmeline screams, Oliver, come down. And he says, Okay. And he's terrified. Oh my god, I can't get down. At which point, something happens.
1: Yeah. We see McQuaid finally starting to giggle for the first time.
0: He doesn't giggle. He bursts like a water fountain.
1: He does, but giggling start happens first.
0: Yeah. And then it, it it's like one of those firecracker fountains that you get where it starts out as a couple things of sparks and then it turns into this great big streaming thing that just doesn't seem to ever end. So as he laughs, Oliver is saying, I want my mom. What are you guys laughing at? Stop laughing.
1: Hello, squirrel police. We have a problem. We can pay you in nuts.
0: At which point McQuaid continues to laugh. Oliver screams, I said, stop laughing at me. That's not funny. They're all laughing now, except for Oliver. So then Tyler joins in. Uh Uh-huh. So we see Emmeline not putting Oliver's needs first for a few seconds here.
1: Yeah. That's nice. a big thing for her.
0: Absolutely. As they are all laughing, we shift to scene 14. Luke believes he has the chroma key all figured out, and it appears to work for a while. Yep. He gets in front of the screen and says some dialogue from the thing. Gloponites rejoice when he notices... The problem starts creeping back in, and we see the board adjusting itself. Luke gets angry and bangs on the board, and he sighs in frustration. Damn it! Scene 15. Kate gets an encyclopedia and is looking up Dominguez Rocks. She -hmm. goes downstairs to talk to her father. Hey, Dad? Hmm? I'm kind of hungry, actually. Great, do you want a sandwich? And he says, I'll make you a sandwich. Hey, have, have you ever heard of Dominguez Rocks? And with that question hanging in the air, we shift scenes across town as the microwave dings and Luke is covered in blue makeup and is watching another video of his father. His father's talking about Ghostbusters, and this is kind of some important dialogue. You don't realize it until kind of you get to the end of the show, exactly what he was talking about.
1: He's eating a Hot Pocket. Yep. Hot Pocket. Scott Pocket.
0: (laughs) So, Leroy says, I just rewatched Ghostbusters, and here's what I figured out. Aside from the ghosts, there's really just one other bad guy. The EPA guy. And Mm -hmm. I'm thinking, how is this guy the bad guy? This guy is just doing his job. This guy is protecting the environment, while the Ghostbusters run around and blow up ballrooms. I mean, I bet I could write a whole movie where the EPA guy, he's the good guy. I mean, heck, from his perspective, he's the good guy. That's interesting. We're all heroes of our own story. Without even realizing, we're probably the bad guy in someone else's. Mm-hmm. Luke is kind of stunned by this. Mm-hmm. And he has a look like someone's just kicked him in the nards. We hear the doorbell ring. Scene 17, Luke opens the door and Kate Messner is standing at his doorway. Luke says, sorry about the mess. I'm trying to get this green screen to the key. And on top of everything, the board is broken. It's just friggin' typical. He looks at Kate and says, cool nose piercing, by the way.
1: Perceptive.
0: Oh, thanks. Cool blue face.
1: Yeah. I wanted to tell you something. I know you probably hate me.
0: Luke says, I don't hate you. I'm sorry if I was mean to you. That was messed up.
1: She says, thanks. I'm sorry, too.
0: Thanks. Then she gives Luke some great news. Kate says,
1: um, I have awesome news. My dad is going to give the AV club the funds for a trip to Dominguez Rocks. <sighs>
0: We're going to go. Wait, really? Yeah. da da Kate says. I
1: mean, our parents will have to sign permission slips, and we have to get Stargrove to drive his chaperone, but yeah.
0: Luke says, why did you do that for me? Kate says.
1: Because you're my friend.
0: At which point Luke is both happy and sad. Yeah. Scene 18, we see McQuaid sitting on his bed. He lies back and we see that he has the pine cone in his hand. Mm-hmm. He laughs out loud and says, Hello, Pinecone and Company. This is Mr. McQuaid. Oh, hey, Emmeline. Yeah, I like you too. Aww. And the end credits roll on the screen. Yes. So, another fantastic episode. And it, to be honest with you, this was not one of my favorites, but the more I watch it, the more I love it
2: hmm
0: I'm not a drug user. I've never really been one. I've tried things, but I've never really done drugs. And it always bothers me when people do drugs in TV shows. That's my own trip, right? But it's just because mm-hmm. I just want everyone to be healthy and safe. So. Yeah. That's just the stepdad me coming out, huh? <laughs> there's There's so much character development and growth in this episode. And this is one of those things that... If this was the only episode of Everything Sucks that you saw, you wouldn't know the growth that you were seeing. You wouldn't understand it, but context is everything, right? Definitely. We see McQuaid becoming an actual boy like Pinocchio, right? And Emmeline's making him step out of his comfort zone. Luke is trying to fix this technical problem, and he's realizing that maybe he's been a bad guy to Kate in some ways. He's starting to realize the weight of what he's been doing. Mm -hmm. Plus he was mean to Tyler and everybody else. We see Oliver and Tyler growing. Yes. And we see Emmeline caring for someone other than Oliver for the Mm -hmm. first time. This is Mm -hmm. really the first time we've seen this. Yeah. We see Ken Messner being happy. Which is kind of rare for this, what we've seen up till this point outside of his interaction with Sherry. And we see Kate taking steps in the journey to herself.
1: So mm-hmm.
0: it was a very evolutionary episode. Definitely. So, how many corn dogs would you give, like cheesecake, to a fat man?
1: For me, five out of five. I love this episode.
0: I originally would have rated this a three when I first saw it, believe it or not. But because I've watched this show so many times and I really see the character development, I'm getting five corn dogs and five slices of cheesecake on this one.
1: That's impressive.
0: Mm-hmm. And you know what? It's weird. I've never really eaten cheesecake before. Mm-hmm. This year I have. So <laughs> it's, a, it's a whole new age of cheesecake. As a matter yes. of fact, I'm eating keto. I don't know mm-hmm. if you know what that means. But you can actu- yeah, you can actually make cheesecake that's uh, keto cheesecake. So, like keto oh. cheesecake to this less fat man. So. <laughs> <laughs> and the soundtrack for this one is Breakfast at Tiffany, Animony by the Brian Jonestown Massacre, and something I can't pronounce. So, so for Zorando? By Sebada. And I, I'm a big music guy and I don't know that, but I believe that's the music that we hear in the credits. Mm-hmm. The instrumental. Yeah. So I think it's time to play Breakfast at Tiffany's, right?
1: And now we're going to play Breakfast at Tiffany's by Deep Blue Something.
0: With her Deep Blue DJ voice. Thank Off you. Off of sure their much.
1: album, Home.
0: Very good. Click.
3: You'll say We've got nothing in common No common ground to start from And we're falling apart You'll say Come between us, our lines have come between us. Still, I know you just don't care. And I said, What about breakfast to Tiffany?
2: She said, I. Yeah.
1: Hi, my name is Claudine Mboligikpelani-Nako. I play Sherry O'Neill on Everything Sucks, and you are listening to Pop.
0: I'd like to uh, try to get online here. and We're going to play that funky sound of the Any dial-up. Any minute now. Takes a second. First, we're going to talk about Nutmeg. Yes. And the dangers of it. Because, you know, you think, like, this is, this is no big thing, right? Mm-hmm. When I saw this, I thought, well, surely they're making this up. Did you think this was a real thing?
1: I wasn't sure, to be honest.
0: Well, I actually did some searching on the Internet, and I found a bunch of stuff. And seriously, nutmeg is a very serious thing you don't want to mess with. Uh, And I think that uh, people would uh, wind up with some bad results if they actually did this. And this is from an ABC News story on abcnews.go.com under the health section. We will share links as we do with other things. But the story says, a sprinkle of nutmeg in eggnog or a pinch in an apple pie can add the perfect punch to a holiday dessert. But winter's favorite spice also has made headlines in an unconventional way of getting high. It's called the nutmeg high. This is a story from 2010. Wow. According to WPLG in Miami, the Florida Prison Information Center at Jacks Memorial Hospital has recently seen a spike in phone calls reporting people who snorted, smoked, or ate the spice. Dr. Jeffrey Bernstein says it's the flavor of the month, but most people only try it once because they have such nasty side effects. The rewards are not worth the risk. And as we saw from our episode... 37 spoonfuls of this stuff, right? Yep. So here are the nasty side effects. This is why you do not want to do nutmeg. Use it responsibly, people. After about 30 minutes to an hour after taking large doses of nutmeg, people usually have severe gastrointestinal reactions, including nausea, vomiting, and diarrhea. First off, I think if you had 37 teaspoons of anything, that might happen. Yeah. But that's just the beginning of the problems. Hours into the high, people can suffer from heart and nerve problems as well. This can actually cause heart damage and nerve damage. And this is where people really have to be alert. A person who has unrecognized heart ailments could have problems that could lead to irregular rhythms. You also have visual, auditory, or sensory hallucinations that that do not set in until hours after ingesting the spice. So there's also the worry that someone could overdose thinking that they haven't taken enough yet to feel anything. So that like let's say you're doing the thirty seven spoonfuls of tablespoons of this stuff, right? You may think I'm not feeling anything, I gotta keep doing more and more and more. The problem is is that it takes so long for the high to kick in Mm -hmm. that you may be killing yourself. So seriously, do not mess with this stuff. Sounds like bad news, doesn't it? Yeah. I honestly thought this was like some joke that they put in the series, but no, it's it's a thing. So it's really sad, you know. So be careful, folks. Don't don't do this because they did it on the show. It's something that happened on the show. Let them learn from Oliver's mistakes, right? Yeah. So am I being too much of a parent here? No. And as always, call the poison control center telephone number at one 1222 so, to connect to your local poison center, people can remain anonymous when talking to the center, calling, or doing a live chat. So, if you need help, get it. Don't do the nutmeg. Yes. Use nutmeg responsibly. So, who knew? Who knew? So, do you have any feedback from the Twitterverse and elsewhere?
1: Uh, Peyton Kennedy actually posted a tweet she quoted from an IndieWire article. Well, the article was titled, TV Critics Pick the Best Overlooked New Shows of 2018. And the quote says, I'll pick a show that could have used some more love before it got swept up in Netflix's new, hey, canceling shows like everyone else sure seems like fun phase. The 90s teen comedy Everything Sucks.
0: Very good. You got another one?
1: So this user is at O-L-A-K-A-S-E underscore Y-T underscore game. They say, I can't believe that Netflix canceled Everything Sucks. I feel so represented with Kate Mesner, and I know that other people feel the same. It's too unfair that these things happen. Hashtag renew Everything Sucks.
0: Agreed. Bring it back.
1: Bring it back. You got another one? Yep. User Arthur Knight, that's A-R-T-H-U-R-K-N-I-G-H-T, says... Best new show that was never given a chance to shine beyond the first season. Hashtag everything sucks.
0: Yeah, so be looking for us and see you on the social medias. Where can people find us?
1: Yes. So for those of us who are interested, you can find us. You can find the podcast at popstafftweets. Tweets. Mm
0: -hmm.
1: You can find my co-host Ken at NightwingKen on Twitter. Pop Steph tweets also on Twitter. You can find me at P Kennedy updates on Twitter or at D A E tweets things on Twitter.
0: Yeah, so be looking for us. And uh, Pop also has a fun new game show in which we have ten questions and three guesses to try to guess the artist and the song the other has picked. Will Will, will, will you come on a future episode of that? I would love to. Yes, please. I would love to have you on. So we yes, will do please. that soon. That'll be fun. And then
1: don't forget that we also have a Facebook group. So mm-hmm. if you'd like to go on Facebook, just search hashtag Renew Everything Sucks uh, in the groups category, and you'll be able to find us.
0: That's right. So look for us elsewhere. We, we do a bunch of stuff. We do pop shows. We do the fun-size show, which is the game show show that is the fun-size show. We do a bunch of stuff with pop, and everything sucks is part of that. So mm-hmm. check it out. We're kind of a network unto ourselves, so. Yes. All right, so we will see you all on the next episode of your unofficial Everything Sucks podcast, in which we will talk about... Season
1: 1, Episode 8, I Just Want to Be Anybody.
0: Yeah, one of my favorite episodes, as a matter of fact. Yes. We're all going to go on a field trip. We'll see you on the next episode of your unofficial Everything Sucks podcast. Say goodbye, Julia.
1: Bye. Banana Slug.
0: All right. Well, I'm going to hang up my pine cone now.
1: And that's our show. Our podcast is an online, nonprofit audio fanzine made for fans of the Netflix original series Everything Sucks by fans of the Netflix original series Everything Sucks. Any samples of music or TV heard here remain the property of their owners.
2: Our show is not affiliated with Netflix or Everything Sucks, and
0: opinions heard here belong to the people who express them, and may not reflect the views of our staff. If you like something you heard, buy it or subscribe
1: to it today. If you enjoy the show, like us on Facebook or Twitter and rate us on iTunes. Thanks for listening. And until next time, I'm your announcer, Christine Wolf, saying remember, hashtag renew everything sucks. Hashtag save banana slug. <laughs> Hello?
0: Hello. Hello?
1: Alright. Alright. What was that? Hello! Oh, Jesus. I thought there was another person in the call.
0: <laughs> no, I was doing the old lady voice like. Yeah. Hello! Okay. Hi! Yeah. <laughs> scrub, scrub, scrub. La dee da. <laughs> and a couple of la dee da's. <laughs> That's what we are. We're a couple of la dee da's.
1: Yep, pretty much.
0: Victorious cheat. <laughs> so, we're going to do some feedback do you have any today for us today julia
1: um sure <clears throat> <laughs> <laughs> in which in which i suddenly become tyler
0: for a second yeah you, you tylered out on me man i did so-
1: <laughs> be the one that saves me